You're listening to Adam AMD GED, Underground Cartoon Therapy. Because artists must be allowed to go through bad periods. They must be allowed to do bad work. They must be allowed to get in a mess. They must be allowed to have dud experiments. They must also be allowed to have periods where they repeat themselves in a rather aimless, fruitless way before they can pick up and go on. The kind of attention that they get now, the kind of atmosphere of excitement uh, which which attends today the creation of works of art, the way that everything is done too much in the public eye, it's really too much, the pressures are of a kind which are anti-creative. What's up, dudes? <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Uh, today we got the Mud Wolf. And uh, Mud Wolf's a part of the Underground Cartoon Therapy Alliance here. He doesn't have to do much. All he has to do is smoke weed. <laughs> Breastfeed off of two liters of coke and smoke a cigarette. He's the mud wolf. He's kind of like a lot of these artists that I've met, like me. They're so prolific, dude. It's severely under-challenged. <laughs> Once uh, worked with Skinny Puppy. That's more his uh, bag of music. I'm more on the uh, punk rock side, I kind of just stay there, even though Mudwolf is a very big punk rock enthusiast. We're allowed to like whatever the fuck we want, right? I'll tell you what I'm doing this morning, I'm fucking smoking this fucking Blue Dream. I took a hit off this shit, I thought I was going to fucking die. Uh, but then by the time you get your head, you know, and plus I quit smoking cigarettes, dude. I'm not bragging, but I did, I've gone about almost two weeks without a fucking cigarette. I can't fucking believe it. I really wasn't smoking that bad anyway, but me and my brother got reunited and my brother smokes like a fucking champion. Which means I, he smokes a fucking lot, dude. <laughs> it made me realize I was really just getting sicker off of him. I really can't stand those corporate motherfuckers. I don't like the corporate fucking blood stains that's on that shit. And I don't like the disrespect of uh, tobacco, to be honest, man. Even though I really like tobacco. But I'm just about to go get raw ass shit. Grow my own or something. I live on a fucking farm now and I'm about to go get goats too. Oh, you guys didn't know that, huh? My fucking podcast lab is officially out on a farm. Right now I have, I'm friends with a rooster. That's probably about closer to 100 pounds. I shit you not, dude. His name is Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot is producing the show tonight. It's thanks to a kickdown from him and some guy in Oakland. Uh, but uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. We're going to have a decent show tonight, I think. And it was going to be good. 
it was good to be gone, gone to be good. <laughs> Either way, I'm glad I was gone for a while from the show. Now I'm fucking back. You know, we talk about uh, the old ways in Denver and what used to be exciting and what's exciting in art anymore. You really gotta put yourself into it, man, to really fucking get something exciting out of it, dude. Well, maybe you'll get a little inspiration from me and the Mud Wolf tonight. He's definitely got some unique tastes. And he smokes as much weed as I do. And I used to smoke as many cigarettes as he did. But that doesn't really define you, man. My brother said it this way. Adam, you can worry about them cigarettes all you want, but I'm going to tell you something, babe. And my brother can call me babe. He's allowed to. My brother said, babe, cigarettes ain't what you're going to die from. <laughs> we'll leave it like that and get this fucker rolling. All right, talk to you guys here on the flip side with some info on how to contact us. Hold the fuck on. We'll be right the fuck back. Hold the fuck on, motherfucker. God. Were you ever bullied? No, I wasn't. Has it happened that somebody has, has done something to you to wound you? I try and unwound myself. I feel like you're trying to get out of bounds. I go hard. I go hard, hard. If I was off, I would not have gotten this far. I go hard. I go hard. I go hard. I'm Facebook. familiar. Yes, you are. I say sit down, everybody. And they don't sit down. They refuse to sit down. They don't sit down. Sit down, everybody. And they don't sit down. They refuse to sit down. They don't sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Some have suggested that you refuse to release your tax returns because of your extreme privacy concerning your hobbies. Yes. So, can you confirm or deny this list of personal pastimes? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Fingerboarding, Minecraft, podiatry, hacky sack, balloon animal, breeding cat, crossfit, waste of time, coloring, doing Zumba, water polo, playing too. Waste of time. I mean, waste of time. All the means. Waste of time. 
Okay, we're back. <sighs> All right. The fucking weed wizard gets his own show, and we've been calling him the weed wizard, but really he's Mud Wolf, man. And I know you didn't want us to tell everybody your real name, but we just dropped it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> What's up, Mud Wolf? How you doing, I'm man? I'm Weed Wizard Mud Wolf. The Weed Wizard Mud Wolf. I've come to smoke your weed and make some beats for you. That's right. And that's what you do. It is what I do. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been underground slash working DJ for like 19 years. You uh ha- have done everything in Denver. You just you were born there. You just lived I was, there. I was born in Denver, born on East Colfax, raised in North Denver. You know, I've lived in some other places, but I went to high school in North Denver and pretty much rose up from there. Uh, I've been in the underground party scene since 1986. Yeah. And, you know, I've been to thousands of shows. I've played like 500 or more. I I lost track, but I think I'm around 500 or more shows at this point that I've performed at. Uh, Were you the one that showed me that movie uh, where everybody that was in the same kind of field as you was all, they were all inspired by the same album, Herbie Hancock, Rocket? Uh, Yeah, we were watching... The Scratch documentary. Uh, and they're all talking about the uh, music awards in 1984 with DJ DMX. Is that how you felt when you were a kid like that? Yeah. When I, when I saw that fool scratching on, on TV, I was, I was another kid. I was like, I want to do that. And a bunch of people were just ruining their parents' fucking record players already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but you, you already knew, you already knew you wanted to do this shit. Yeah. Well, I have a deep connection with records specifically too, you know, like I was raised by hippies and as a little kid, you know, I wasn't really, we didn't have much, you know, my parents didn't have a lot back in the seventies. And the one thing that you know, I was always allowed to like look at the records, so I'd look at the records when I was really young. And then one day, I figured out, you know, kind of learned to read how to, learned how to read from looking at records because I figured out, oh, all these records are by the same band, and it has their their the title of the band on there. So you know, all these records that are by the Beatles all say the Beatles on it, and that's how you spell the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. And, you know, even back when I was really young, I wasn't allowed to really play my parents' records, but whenever they left the house, I'd be sneaking in and playing records and trying to put it away before they came home. And <laughs> You know, got my first 45 records when I was like seven years old or something, and I've been collecting records ever since. I thought we were talking about that one time of... When uh, ABBA had 
the little seven inches at Burger King or some shit? Didn't we talk about that? And I was like, hey, I got that Waterloo. I had the Waterloo uh, Burger King promo from Ava. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a, that's a great little. Um, flexi disc? I don't know if it was a flexi disc. It might have been. It probably was if they were giving it away at Burger King. You got to imagine. It was like seven, 78, 79, something like yeah. that. They'd give out those flexi discs and magazines and stuff too. And some of those flexi discs are surprisingly like highly collectible and worth a lot, even though it was like this flimsy, thin piece of plastic, you know? I saw this one uh, that came inside of the accused comic, man, that Martha's Flatterheads group, uh, Maddest Stories Ever Told. Yeah. It had a Peter Bag and RK Sloan. And uh, a few other people, that one, uh, Mary, uh, I can't remember her last name. You guys can go look it up. Anyway, the Accused comic, and it came with the uh, the uh, little Flexi-Disc inside of it. Was it like the Accused album on the Flexi-Disc, or what? Yeah, I think it was two promo songs before the actual album was released. Yeah. And then the album got released and they planned on making a second issue or whatever, but I don't know what happened. There never was. I don't remember too much of their music, but their version of I'd like I'd love to change the world has always like stood out in my memories. Oh, that ten years after cover? Yeah. That's yeah, fucking classic. Cool and, cool and ridiculous at the same time. <laughs> it really is. It fucking is. No. I always thought it was great, too. I remember listening to some uh, East Coast punk rock college radio station when I was a kid out on the East Coast before I even moved to Colorado. Yeah. And uh, I remember, like, sometimes they would play that song. I'd always be, like, really hoping that they were, you know, playing it. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. I just remember being, like, fucking enthralled with a lot of uh little flexi discs or like uh the serial ones and there was some uh monster serials that had a a seven inch on the back of it you had to cut out i remember that dude so what kind of weed are you smoking out there did you hear what i was saying just now Yeah, I think about the plexi discs. Yeah, did you ever hear the of those monsters? That's what I was asking you. Have you ever heard the of those monster cereal flexi discs that came on the back of the cereal box? Seems like I vaguely have some kind of memory of it, but I don't really like remember what music was on it or anything. I like how your mind's just like on weed, though. That's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I got this big jar sitting in. Front of me. <laughs> nope, I have been doing pretty well on my end too, man. Uh, you know, for a, a non-green light state, um, doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, I have no complaints, and sometimes it's even been a little mind blowing. Uh, so yeah, some of the stuff I've been inhaling, 
Like, what the fuck, dude? I can't believe it. Um, I never really heard of these strains that I have right now, but I got them from one of my local Colorado weed brothers. And, uh... Well, hopefully it's not called Dizanol or... No, I got something called <laughs> Talimon that's pretty good. Talimon. That kind of sounds like fentanyl. I don't know. <laughs> I got, uh... Strawberry cream cake. Oh, that sounds pretty good, yeah. And uh, what's this one? That sounds like an indica hybrid or some shit. And one called honey banana. Honey banana? Yeah. You know, fucking... Uh, that sounds like some hippie shit, right? Mm-hmm. I've been dealing with some apples and bananas, so I'm not, yeah. I'm not exempt from the banana farm. And then... Uh, Couple other like really really fruity pebble pebbly or yeah. uh, like a nice bubblegum chew kind of uh, taste and perfume on this shit. I'm like, God damn! You love them fruity pebbles, huh? I like sweet smelling shit, and I like smoking shit that fucking is really sweet tasting <laughs> I think I said that right <laughs> but uh yeah I've been lucky on both ends I haven't had to deal with any I have purposefully s- smoked a couple bowls of the uh, like uh, swag or whatever yeah because sometimes it's like it's not even about the perfume or the taste and those heightened enjoyments that help blow your mind but you know swag gets the job done for the most I mean, part i wish more people smoked swag so they'd have more appreciation for like better weed it's kind of how i'm feeling about it yeah you know and then it gives you that like you just said it gives you the appreciation you know we were smoking some almost swag when you were out when i saw you last huh I was like needles and penza. <laughs> I remember smoking some shit. I was like, this isn't fuck. This shouldn't even be legal as being legal. Yeah, it might not have been. Yeah, it was harsh. I thought yeah. we got stranded a couple times. Like we were waiting for some Scooby snack shit or whatever. And then fucking it just didn't never come through for it for us i just say you know my friend gave me all that wheat that like uh what was it oregon greenhouse weed yeah and uh it wasn't very great you know some of it tasted okay but some of it tasted really bad yeah uh i thought the it was weird because we really got some really decent fucking sweet shit and then we ended up like in on some pine salt coated fucking pine straw. <laughs> fucked up. It was fucked up. But it was the difference between, you know. Shit happens. It was the difference between buying expensive ounces versus having like pretty much free weed. Yeah, going down the street is a luxury, but you do have to remember you're paying those pigs. You're paying those pigs for those fucking little expensive ass grams 
and it's going. Oh, yeah. it, it's well, good, it's going to I'm pig not, land. I, I'm not because I'm not saying you. I'm saying yeah. people that live in Colorado. Yeah, I mean, if you're buying weight dispensaries, you're <laughs> kind of a fool, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, but they'll. Tr- that is the thing. They will. I had a guest on like in the first season or whatever, and the dude was all. They will treat you like royalty. They'll treat you like royalty out here now. Like when I was out there for a minute just now, too, before, uh, during the fall or whatever. Yeah, man, I mean, it pretty much is like that. If you smoke weed, you're you're more legal than the person that doesn't smoke weed now or whatever, you know? Well, Colorado has a huge drug epidemic, so... You know, if you smoke weed, you're pretty much sober. Yep, that's true. Uh, it does have some fucking stupid-ass problems. Especially with, like, cocaine and heroin. Yeah. What do you think the big ones are there? I've, I'm fucking pissed off about fentanyl. And that, that shit seems to be everywhere, and like, I, you know, you remember people asking us for fentanyl? And... Kinda. Remember we gave that weird lady a ride, and she was like, "You know where to get any fentanyl?" And I was like, "Get out of the car." Oh. Uh, wow. Yeah, I forgot about that one. You're like, nope. Yeah. Where did she come from? Well, she was all like crippled walking past us at the 7-Eleven and she just wanted to ride like two bucks to, to the library. She's all crippled looking, so it seemed like she was having a hard time walking and you know, so I, I agreed to give her a ride, but then she just right away is like asking for drugs and I was like, oh hell no. Yeah, that was weird. It's an epidemic, right? Yeah. Well, all right. I've known uh, two people that died from that shit already this year. Hold that thought. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about that, I guess. (laughs) Hold on. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. (sighs) (laughs) All right, welcome back, dudes, duders, and duderesses, peoples of Earth. Well, at least they haven't had the Muppet that does fentanyl yet, right? Yeah. What would his name be? Fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
no. Fuckerberg. Too much because I really don't know much about it except that it kills people and it seems really bad. And and now it's peeling their skin off their bodies. And, and I'm really not about that drug life, you know. So fuck all that shit. Yeah, it does suck to have to lose people to it, but uh, I just stopped being a part of that drug or that death parade, you know, yeah. uh, where everybody every time someone dies. Everybody has to be like, oh, my God, he meant so much to us. And da, 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 da. It's like, I don't know. I don't need to, like, hear any of that shit on social media. It's just PTS fucking Dville to me, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, I had a homie just passed in the last month. and I, You know, I know another guy that died just a few weeks before that, too. In the same shit, totally different states. But you know, one guy I only knew a little bit, and it was a bummer or whatever. But one of those guys, like you know, he was my boy. Like you know, he was definitely a one of the bros, and so that was a bummer, man. You know? Yeah. It does suck. I'm not saying it doesn't. And I don't even think that he really had a habit of, like, doing that, so it's kind of weird, like. I kind of remember you telling me about that one, too. Like, it was just, that's what it kind of seems like sometimes, too, in these cases. Like, it's not normally people that would be doing drugs. And then all of a sudden, they're going, like, from zero to, like, 150, man. And, you know, they're just fucking over-amped, overcharged. Yeah. Body isn't built for that shit, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. You know, party in moderation and shit is cool, but... Not to where it's killing you, right? Anything that's going to kill you, you're probably doing it too much or... You know, you don't want to (laughs) be overdosing. you, You really shouldn't even, like... You know, I want to have too much of an addict, too many addictions anyway, because yeah, that's just bad. It's bad for your health. It's bad for your mind. Bad for you know the end results of what you create in life. It's not good. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people go down that road, and it seems pretty sad. You know, you know, smoke more weed, man. If you gotta fucking do some more shit, do more of that. The only gate, uh, the only gateway drug weed should be is to more weed. Yeah, but like weed just works for some people, but it doesn't work for everybody, unfortunately. I guess if you're in pain, I don't like generalizing anymore. You know, I think I did that with a lot of, but I learned it through the show, even not to generalize what people have to do for themselves, you know, and I'm not going to, and I won't dude, you know, but, uh, I will say this. Generalize with life and with in general, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can't really generalize why people are doing it. Person on like kind of an individual basis because, you know, there's all kinds of different people in every walk of life. And, and some people are awesome and some people suck. Yeah. Yep. It's true, man. I uh, I generally don't. 
it's like this. I'm not going to judge people like that. Uh, and I don't think anybody else should judge anybody that's on drugs, obviously. You don't know how the fuck they ended up there, man. For yeah. real. Uh, but um, for real on that end, that <laughs> on the, I, you know, I, that. My major get high is mixing beats and playing music and making people dance. Oh, yeah, Mud Wolf? Yeah, that's what I like. Nice. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. Cause I, that's, like rock, I like to have a rock and dance floor. Yeah, I think, you know, you when I got out there, I, I never went to milk one time. Yeah. Did that bum you out that I didn't go at all? Yeah, I don't know, but it seemed, seemed like you were kind of going through some stuff and didn't really want to, like, deal with people in public. and. Yeah, I didn't. Not, you know, I just, I just kind of was like, well, okay. Yeah. yeah, I hope it didn't hurt your feelings. I guess I never asked you, but you know, I guess I'm on the air right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you see me mixing at home and stuff. I liked it better just hanging out and chilling out, and then like you know, maybe going and seeing a uh, drunk owl. Sometimes you guys can go back and listen to the fifth uh, of November episode with Al on there. The, the mad math dude. Have you talked to him lately? No. No. Uh, I've just been being a recluse and like working on my DJ homework. Well, what are you working with right now? What beats have you been fucking with? Oh man, I've been all over the place, you know? Anything that, like, sticks out that you're really happy about? No. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough, motherfucker. You know, I have a whole catch-22 because I play really great music, but... Uh, you know, a lot, to me, a lot of the best music is not very well known, you know, and uh, you look at what's really popular, though, and man, it seems like the more popular it is, the more it sucks, you know? Yeah. And I don't want to play that kind of music that much, you know, but I have to find those like happy medium because sometimes, you know, I have to play for certain crowds of people that just randomly come to this club. Yeah. And, yeah, and, you know, I have to be fluid and adaptable to different situations. And plus, you work with some people that you really just aren't in favor of, right? Oh. Well, you know, I don't have anything bad to say about anybody I work well, with. Well, I mean, but. don't say anything bad about them, but you you do have people there that are, like, kind of, like... There have been some toxic situations, you know. Yeah. But I'm just with any job, you know. Right, that's what I want people out there to hear, that kind of, like, hey, you know, I've had to deal with this end of it, too, you know. Because a lot of people want to go for a lot of dreams that you and I already are fulfilling, you know? Yeah. And they may not 
be aware so much of like those kinds of situations or whatever. But I have, you know, been like, you know, talking to like younger people in their like mid 20s and stuff like that that are expanding out into like their fields of interest. And I think it's good, you know, man. It's good that people like you and I are there that already went through this shit. Yeah. You know, I don't know how you feel about paying it for You're kind of more selfish, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're like, I don't, I'm not paying it forward. I'm keeping it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what you mean, but... Ah, I'm fucking around, dude. You know, you have to share these things with people that are, like, young, younger that are coming into, like, spinning and shit, right? Don't you ever talk to these guys? I always talk to younger cartoonists all the time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you? A little bit, you know. How's that go? I mean, do they feel... But, but not too much, you know, like, I'm a pretty quiet guy, you know? Yeah. That's kind of what I was making fun of. I was jabbing you a little. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about it. Oh. Oh. I mean. <laughs> I'm fucking with you, man. I uh, I just wanted to uh, hear, like, can you spin something right now over the... Um, I don't have my gear set up at the moment. All right. Well, send me some, like, links, and I'll throw them here on the show. I'll edit them in there. It's all still in my bag from uh, doing a show just the other night. What show? Did you do that uh, pink, uh, legendary Pink Dots? Uh, that was in November. But yeah. And, you know, I have my nightclub residency. You know, I play every Wednesday. I do, I do Saturday sometimes and sometimes some other random nights. It's cool. And how uh you like the turnout on Pink Dots? That was cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was you know, that was kind of a it was like three hundred people or something. That's a lot. Yeah, so it was a good size small show. Yeah. You know. And uh I was at the Mercury Cafe here in Denver, and maybe it wasn't that many, but probably about 200, 250, I'm not really sure. You're talking about the upstairs, that that can capacitate that pretty much, so that sounds about right. Yeah, and it was a good crowd, and I knew like half the people there, you know, those kind of bands, like the followers are like, kind of like a small family, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a good time, and and yeah, I got my you know play I play at the nightclub at least five times a month, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and then pick up other shows here and there. You've only played in Denver. 
Okay. Mostly when we played in Denver. I, I mean, I've left Denver and played shows in like some other places, but all in Colorado. You Did, know, I don't remember like necessarily. I remember kind of talking about it, but I can't remember what you said. But was there a reason that you never really wanted to go around? Because you followed the dead around, right? Well, I love to travel, but the main issue is that you don't, you know. There's there there's a lot of demand for and reputation, and people don't really you know pay want to pay for you. How much would you have charged for gigs like that, or wanted to take away from something like the way that you make music and the way that you would do it at a club or whatever? You know, if you were traveling, like you'd want to at least be able to cover you know the cost of your travel expenses and your you know maybe your hotel and be nice to make a little pocket money on top of that right sure you know so that all adds up pretty quick i'm making some coffee while i'm talking to you i've got a miniature coffee pot that i bought from fucking uh Walmart for for ten bucks. There's still some piece of cheap America left. I love it. Oh shit! I don't think it's supposed to be leaking blue stuff out of the side of it. Uh oh. All right. Well, hold on. Let's take a break. I'm gonna f- try to fix this fucking. Oh shit. Oh no, alright, I'm gonna be, I'll be right back. Alright, hold on, guys. We'll smoke white crack. I mean, yeah. Finish this fucker off. All right, guys, welcome back to the last quarter here. Mud Wolf brought up Giants while we were on break here. I was like, automatically, he doesn't know the story about the guy in Alberta, Canada, uh, who um, was with his, he was with his. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this before. That's what I thought, yeah. I I wanted to reflect on it since we both knew about it, you know. I was hoping to kind of, because that is current. That's about as current as it gets. And uh, it is very kind of frightening, dude. Yeah. You know? I I couldn't tell for sure how real it was. You know, it might have been a hoax. But yeah, you think so? Perhaps, but if so, it was a pretty elaborate one, you know. Well, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it comes off pretty raw. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It does come off that way. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, the dog's out here. Acting all scary. 
Whoa. What's going on over here? Yeah, uh, it's yeah, kind of a frightening uh, you know, night. <laughs> I, I guess in general, when I think about giants and stuff, I get, you know, there's definitely all these legends and stories of giants and, and you know, supposedly they found giant skeletons and then, like, seems like for some reason they don't want us to know that there was giants. Yeah. But why? I don't really understand. That's what I want to know. That's what I wonder. Why Why would you not... Oh, my God. We can't tell people there were giants. And then try to, like, just basically keep them, like, only in storytime legends. And, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's like, yeah, why? What is it about... The, not being not being able to accept that you're the tallest uh, just because you're the apex predator you're, and you're not the tallest, you know. Or what's the problem? Is it a yeah, but there's other animals that are size issue? I mean, <laughs> look at dinosaurs though. Some of them were huge, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh how, how do giants tie in with the Anunnaki? Because they're the offspring after the uh, Anunnaki had sex with the Adamic slave women. That's the Nephilim. The offspring yeah. that they have, that, that's the Nephilim. So that means that all the gods that you can, uh, that you ever heard of, uh, existed on that level, if they were in uh, the mythology of man like that, they were yeah. they were legit, you know. Odin, Zeus, you know, yeah. you got these guys, <laughs> uh, all of them. I mean, they said there was, a, I think in the Torah, they give the count of the uh, giants, and it's 407,000. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, and they were all super-powered. Uh, and Cro yeah, Kronos, Kronos eats his own. Superpowers where? Huh? Where does it say they had superpowers? Well, the Anunnaki had uh, powers because they were the clones of the Nibiru High Council, and they they had the same exact kind of deal going on in their DNA you know uh, they, but they were just meant to get gold uh, and that's all they were really supposed to do was just get the gold from the earth take it to the back side of the moon Buzz Aldrin says you know the gravity is the same as it is in Chicago on the back side of the moon right yeah you know, because that's what they were doing. They were shipping that shit up there. Yeah. You know, when they went up there and they were, everybody was watching the Stanley Kubrick uh, television production of the moon landing. They were actually on the backside of the moon filming above it, which was a, a three mile long space space with all this gold all over the ground like for like acres and acres and acres of earth gold on the back side of the moon just laying there 
Huh. Uh, and if you go by Sumerian mythology, it, it coincides because that's what they were doing. They would have been taking the, the gold from Earth to uh, the backside of the moon, and then the Ajiji would come get the gold from the backside of the moon and take it to Mars. And they would process the gold into oxygen and that oxygen would be shared on a planet that was a lot like Earth, Nibiru. What are you doing? You want to go in? Here, come on. Come on, I'll take you in. Like Nibiru, you know? Yeah. Because you, did you ever see Alien Covenant? No. Well, Ridley Scott knew the one thing about Nibiru was that Earth and Nibiru have the same uh, atmosphere. And they kind of look the same, except except uh, Nibiru. Nibiru is, uh, you know, the size of Jupiter. But they have animals and stuff that are compatible with Earth. Uh, yeah, in the Sumerian text, they said they brought these animals when they decided to play God to us because the Anunnaki became obsolete. And the reason they became obsolete is because they were... Uh, um, they were like against the Alpha Draconian and the Alpha Draconian kicked their ass. <laughs> and so they were like, well, we're going to build new slaves. And that's where we came from, bro. And that's why they keep shoving that ancient alien shit down your throat. Yeah. Yep. And giants and all this stuff that, you know, they know about, but, you know, they'll never like really be honest about it. You, it'll only be too late when it's right in front of your face. And if you see a giant or a Nephilim or an Alpha Draconian. Wasn't that you that told me about the Indian, the Native American tribes forming because. Uh, yeah, that's how they got. That's how they even became tribes. Yeah. That's how they became, that's why they even became tribes, was because they, uh, giants would attack, because they were really all one people just living here, even though there was like all kinds of different stylizations of the natives that were here. And so, you know, uh, they still were all one people, but the giants are the ones that broke them apart. And the giants would attack them in their sections. So they ended up having to form like into fucking like little, I don't know, micronation armies basically to go against giants becoming tribes. And that's how that happened. Yep. So, where, where does that legend come from? You know, I... I don't have the reference point to back that up, dude. But I, uh, I, it's a story that I heard. That was all I can tell you. 
and I I don't really have any kind of resource or I usually like going by even three points of solid referencing, you know, or something. Yeah. But uh, if you, I think if people did do the a little bit of investigation online, you probably would find it. You'd find that out what where, where that is and that it's on there. Yeah. Yeah, it just takes a little bit, you know. If you really want to find out something, you will. Okay. You know. But I'm pretty sure that that's legit. I'm pretty sure that's that that one right there. I almost feel it in my heart like that, even too, you know. Yeah. And then there was that story about the red-haired giant in Iraq. Oh, the giant of Candor. Uh, in Afghanistan. Is that where it was? Yeah. Yeah, that was a crazy story, too. No, that uh, was uh, the giant that attacked a fleet of uh, a special unit that was sent out. And they just told him, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. And they were like, where are we going, dude? <laughs> and they were way the fuck out there, man. And, yeah. and uh, finally they just, you know, they stopped. And they said, the one dude said, nope, the dude was 14 feet fucking tall. Yeah. And just had a, and was massive. Had six fingers. Stank like fucking shit. And had a tree trunk that had been kind of cut into a spear. And he fucking threw it. He fucking just threw it like a whatever, like pole vaulted it, man. In into this fucking soldier and impaled him through the center of him. The other guy saw it. He got PTSD from it. He had sure. he had to cut. <laughs> he got you know two of these guys saw this thing. They came they came back. They both had separate releases on stories, and they're identical. Now, um, the, here's the thing that you can prove that it's real. What? You know how you know it's real? Uh, because uh, I, I went ahead, Mr. Genius over here, I went ahead and looked into the uh, Afghanistan, Afghanistan television uh, archive, which is a thing. And uh, looked into the news that would have come on at that time. And, of course, they got the news teams all over there getting as close as they can to U.S. Army without, you know, whatever. But they're covered, too. Uh, and so they're just filming all this shit. And they they filmed... Uh, I found the... the uh, it was an Af... I can't remember what the city's called, man. Forgive me. But it, it was Afghanistan News. Yeah. And they're like, what What are they doing? And why are they carrying out uh, a 20-foot body bag? And what are they carrying in it? And that that was the... Right then, that backs up those two soldiers. And it backs them up on the time frame that it happened in. Huh. And that's how you know it's real. 
Yep. And because, uh, you know, they said the same thing. Yeah. Yep, just in different ways. They both revealed it, though, that, you know, whatever did come out of those caves living up there. Yeah. Who knows about those caves of Afghanistan? Like. I think they're everywhere. I still think that they're... I still think they're around, but they're just hiding, like, so far underground, you know, or whatever. I yeah. think they just eventually have gone further and further underground. And the Alpha Draconian used to be underground, and they're the ones that are above ground now. You know? And they're the ones, like, blondes? pretending to be whatever, you know? Is that the blondes? No, those are the Palladians. Mm. But, you know, they can also be, uh, obviously, now they can be black. They can be other colors. So that is supposedly kicking it in Antarctica in the Admiral Byrd story. They did find, they keep finding new structures up there and like little things on Google Earth consistently that are like, what is that? What is that? What is that? You know, but uh, if Google Earth finds out and they post it, they'll just edit it out. You know? Yeah. So that's, you know, that's the problem. It just uh, is too bad that we can't just know what's really going on. And by the time they would release all this information, uh, motherfuckers are like, you know, freaking out because it's all brand new. And, you know, oh my God, what am I going to do? This is lame. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we're at the end of this fucker. How you feeling? You cool? You like this one? Yeah, this is good. Okay. We'll stick with the Giants. And that was dedicated to Grandma Gutterpunk. She says, hey, y'all. All right, stick it out. We're going to fucking close this motherfucker up. Later, Mudwolf. Later, man. All right. Sorry. <laughs> That was an accident. Well, it happens to me all the time because of the tremors. I'll go to fucking answer the phone and it'll hang it up instead. Well, you know, I think I was more stoned than anything, but I guess we'll go with it. Well, the thing is, now I know what it feels like on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's happened a couple times. So how you doing, Mom? You doing okay? Yeah. We had... Um, better i got my medicine you know, good yeah i do those nine thirty calls it's a good thing i'm an early riser these days yeah but Rise I, the rooster crows yep i'm right next to the roosters and then we got that little egg fucking incubator thing that just hatched a bunch of little chicks in there bunch of little peepers huh yeah, like 12 of them, like, all like, let us out of here. I'm like, uh, you guys are future dinners. 
Yeah. Hate to say it. But I'm thankful for it, and that's the difference. And at least we're raising our own food and growing our own food, you know? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I guess that's what's the deal, you know? And it's done out of a thankful way, you know? Yeah. But we got a couple of these guys we'll end up keeping, you know? Well, and the thing is, they don't suffer. They're not all crowded together like they would be on a chicken farm. Nope, we actually just expanded it too yesterday. Did a bunch of fucking more work on this, expanding their uh, the room that they have. You know. Yeah, because like a commercial chicken farm, they're all they've got a bare fucking nine inch square. Oh yeah. You know, it's like really fucked up. I'm just taking a break today, working on the show. And we just had Mud Wolf on the show. Actually, I recorded it like 10 days ago. And that seems to be how long it takes me to edit and put out everything between working on my cartoonist You Should Fucking Know page, which people out there listening definitely show some support on that because that's been my new fucking artistic crack habit. Collecting cartoonist biographies and putting them up in a fucking... I can't really do anything without it being punk, Mom. <laughs> no punk light. No punk light, motherfucker. No punk light radio. No punk light. Well, uh, you know, we were. I was talking to Mud Wolf, and he asked me a couple questions, and I kind of just gave him the... When I was listening to it, I was like, wow, I was pretty fucking baked, man. I didn't really answer a couple questions directly. But I guess to make up for that, you know, I was like, well, I'll get mom on there because she loves all the giants and shit. Well, you know, the Smithsonian's been uh, uh, taking all the giant skeletons that have been found here in the United States for over 100 years and burying them in its archives where nobody can find them or destroy them. That's one of the things I think he was asking me, like, why are they, why do they... Because it doesn't fit in with their notion of the Bible. I know, but they're going to hide, like, all the giants? Like, the fact that there were even fucking real giants at all? Yep. I just don't understand that. I don't either, because the Bible flat out says there were giants. I know. And it it even says it, like, in uh, when Moses is, or not Moses, but... Uh, I can't remember who it was. I thought it was like Noah. And the giants were the leftover blood of the few few Nephilim that escaped the flood. But they were like, we were like crickets to them, dude. Yeah. That's how we he... Crickets to the Nephilim. Yeah. The giants were like us, only bigger. They were like nine foot tall when everybody else was four foot. Yeah, the Nephilim are... Well, those, all right, the giant of Kandar, he's related to Goliath and all those dicks, right, somehow? Do you think? Yep, they're all the last remnants of Nephilimic blood that were left after the flood. That's what the giants were, and that's why they're trying to hide them. <sighs> well... 
Did you ever hear that that's why uh, Native Americans got broken up and called tribes? Was because they had to break up into tribes to go against the giants that were attacking them? Yeah. Where did I hear that, Mom? Because he was asking me where, I, where the reference was, and I was too baked to fucking remember. I was like, where the fuck did I? I know I heard that from a native tribe. I just don't know which one I heard it from. I thought it was like... I don't think it was seminal. No, I think it's in some of the old Hopi legends and uh, some of the old Apache and Paiute legends. Because it's got to be out of, like, whatever tribes were broken up into the, like, Colorado, Wyoming, New Mexico. Because there were different giants in different regions. The giant tribes had congregated in different points, you know? Yeah. And all the tribes in the surrounding areas would band together against their particular giant. And that's how it became that way, right? Yep. They had to band together and form tribes because singly the giants were picking them off. It's almost like they were going after different parts, too, you know, specifically. Well, the giants were eating them. They were what? Eating them. They were. Oh, I know. No, they said they, they could were- run fucking 40 miles an hour. That's what I heard. I heard they could run 40 miles an hour, pick up a buffalo like it was a fucking 10-piece McNugget and fucking eat the motherfucker. Yeah. While it was running. Yeah. Like, that's fucked up. You know? Yeah. Well, they're gone now. The only giants that are fucking eating everybody now are the fucking corporate assholes. Yep. Eating the land, eating the clean water, eating people's rights, eating their shit. Our modern-day Nephilim. They're the modern-day Nephilim. Really, they're more alpha draconian, though, huh, Mom? They got that creature from the Black Lagoon blood in them. (laughs) (laughs) Shape-shifting motherfuckers. Everybody's known about it for a while. Huh, Cinnamon Tits? Oh, she's in the bedroom, but Mo heard your voice, and he's all perking up. Oh, shit. He heard about it. He's Oh! Oh! The colonel. What's the matter, colonel? You're mad at mommy? Yeah, probably. I did something. (laughs) It's what you haven't done. No. Uh, Enough. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, I'll let you get back to the morning. Thanks for throwing down on some giants, Mom. Hey, uh, the the Smithsonian really needs to be investigated for that. Yeah, let's indict the CEO of Smithsonian for hiding factual fucking evidence that could be... Hacking people. Yeah, it could be helping people. You don't even know what's in their fucking Worldwide. system. Worldwide. Yep, you don't know if they're fucking all, like, causing diseases. You don't know if uh, something in their system could prevent a disease. Nope, because they've never done any studies on the bones. They just hit them away. Or, you know, they probably have, but they're not going to release it to public knowledge. 
you know. But I, they probably have fucking done. I'm, I'm sure every president gets a little blank book that's got a page in it from the Smithsonian on the giant skeleton. That pretty much fucking extorts the president, too. Like, oh, by the way, if you say anything, we don't have to tell you what's going to happen to you. You know, this person or that person or whatever they got to use for extortion methods, right? Yeah. So that seems to be ongoing in this country, too. It's a damn shame. Those are the motherfuckers that need to leave this country. They fucking need to get the fuck out of here. Leave it to the artists. Did you hear what he said? He's getting arrested Tuesday. Yeah, but did you hear what he said after that? It's not going to stop his run for another term. Oh, I knew that. I already called that. That Dyson ain't going to stop him. Because he's an LLC. And the only thing that can stop him is to actually be convicted. A convicted felon cannot be president. You know, I don't like talking about politics too much on the show, Mom, but, you know, that he's a psychopath, man. Fuck it. I mean, you know... I had I had good I got good friends that really are sold on a lot of the shit that he's selling, and uh, and it does sound good on some levels, you know, some of this shit. I won't lie, um, but uh, and I'm not going to sit there and be like advocating this guy, but he does that shit on purpose to get to get on the side of good people. Yeah, that want better like, lives, that want to do better shit, and he's not just catering to Karens and Walmartians. Con- and what we don't realize, you know? <laughs> what they don't realize is the minute he gets in power, he's going to ride roughshod over them and break all his promises and do just what the fuck he wants to do anyway. He's going to be the Antichrist little pet. I, I don't think he'll be the. Uh, I don't think he'll be the Antichrist because the Antichrist is supposed to be someone that the whole world loves. So you know, either they got Trump in play because they'll make him do something else bad, and then the good, then the Antichrist guy will come along and get rid of him, or something along those lines to win the respect of a bunch of people. It's like, how do you do that? Well, you'd have to get rid of Trump because Trump's only got the. Uh, the love of half, or if less than half the people, you know, yeah, he ain't got all the people loving him. That's for damn sure, <laughs> and that's not what it says. The Antichrist would be like <clears throat> it says the whole world will. So you know, on some level, somebody's going to come along and be like, "Hey, got you know, he's going to look cool." She, he, whatever pronoun they're going by. Probably introduce those fucking aliens. You know? I really want to kick a Palladian in the nuts. I heard you. Oh, yeah, especially after that fucking Palladian that's been dating our mortician. Yeah. Oh, man. And what did I... I asked Light Woman. I said... Hey, Light Woman. And that was a guest that was on... I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. I think I yanked the episode even because I just got that tired of her. And she said she didn't want to be involved with protecting children because she's trying to look out for her own life. 
and didn't want to get involved with helping other people like that that would be dating illegal aliens. And I'm not talking about people from other countries. I'm talking about people from other worlds. Yeah. They're not supposed to be over here. You know why? Because we can't get our own fucking shit together. We're still a bunch of racist, dumbass, fucking bullshit assholes, sadistic, sociopathic, fucking disease-ridden scum fucks that somehow, you know, the creator's got a soft spot for because... It's not our fault that we were this shit. So now we gotta deal with fucking lies about everything, including lies about where the fucking giants are. But if you see a fucking giant outside your window peering in one day, I don't know what to tell you. Try not to shit the bed and, you know. <laughs> Put the kernel on him, Mom. Throw the kernel at him. Mo comes in with fucking daggers. <laughs> the little kernel. Rated R. Alright, Mom, I love you. You there? We got a show going. You there? You gonna answer me? Hello? Hello? I'm here. Alright, motherfucker. All right, guys, hold on. Let's close this motherfucker out. All righty. <laughs> hold on, Mom. All right, Mud Wolf, man. It's good to get this show down, especially after all the hard work we did on trying to make the video thing. And I love Mud Wolf, dude. He's like one of my best fucking friends out there. And definitely one of the most chillest, you know. I want to thank everybody for turning in today, man. Turning, turning into the station. You're turning into this show. No. I'm glad that I'm a platform out there, man. Hey, we need as many as we can get. I know I can't get through to everybody. But, you know, the people that I can, that like this shit, Hey, man, I, I, this is for you, you know? <laughs> so far, I've been heading into the realm of being a doctor. Right now, I'm living on a farm, and I'm going to finish out the portal from now here. About to get some goats. I live with, uh... <laughs> I live with this guy named Wham, who's got two kids, and, uh... The one is seven years old, and he's a cartoonist like me. His name is Walker. And I'm, like, totally becoming, like, best friends with this kid. <laughs> he can drum better than anybody I've met, dude. I know, I met up with my brother. We've been doing a band together. And we still, we still are. It's still me and my brother as long as he wants to do it, you know? But my brother's really a guitarist. He's not really a drummer, dude, you know? I love my little family out here, you know? And everybody's, like, full of music and stuff. I don't really do shows anymore. I don't like going out. I'll be honest. I don't like going out. And I think I got past all that. Even though I'm thinking about seeing Pat Benatar taking my brother to uh, see that for his birthday. But, you know, I'm not going to tell him that. And I doubt he'll listen to this, so... 
the secrets, remain safe. 112 bucks a fucking ticket. Pat Benatar, you're worth it. Mudwolf, I want to thank you again for being on the show. The reflections of looking back at the place you used to live and it not looking the same. I guess that's kind of natural, right? Things change up, man. I know I've changed. All I used to care about was going to shows and uh, music. And I still care about music. And I still like playing music. But I told my bassist AD, he's a younger dude I'm training right now. What up AD, shout out to AD. All right, guys, to be continued, stick around. <laughs> if you got a story, call me at 206-666-5847. I'm just out here recording these shows, hanging out, talking to my friends like Mudwolf. We got new guests coming up, guests from Westminster or Westchester, New York, that wants to talk to my mom. She sounds awesome. I got a cool chick named Amanda coming on the show. She's going to be out here. We got one with Mike Diana and Attack Mode. If you remember Attack Mode, his show got taken down. We redid it. That's getting ready to come up. Got some more shit coming up, man. <laughs> My mom sends her love. And yeah, I got a seven-year-old drummer, dude. Can you believe that shit? He's better than anybody. <laughs> I was like, how do I, how do I land in this position? <laughs> Next to a rooster farm with goats on a farm recording my podcast. <laughs> I guess God's looking out, man. It's a good thing I believe. Especially now in this fucking shitty age. We will be putting more attention on child protection because you know that's what I'm more interested in as the days go by. But for now, I'm into your mental health and I'm still studying to be a underground art therapist. That's what I'm coining it. I'm not the only one out there either. Wanna thank Mud Wolf one more time. I'll be out there soon enough to come visit you with my brother. You got a show idea? 206-666-5847. Give me a call. Once again, 206-666-5847. Talk to you soon. You were listening to Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy. That was a lot nicer. <laughs>